Hello. Well, hello. Um, here we are. I guess it's the the first episode, but it's kind of the second episode. <laughs> yeah. Right. And um, today, I would like to just um, have an open discussion about uh, one of the most controversial topics within feminism. I would say, and probably the topic that I struggled with the most mm. when I was introduced to feminism, and oh, it's yeah. um, abortion rights. Now, um, I think we, we all know that um, the terminology here is pro-life versus pro-choice. Uh, in Sweden, I think pro-life translates to yes to life. Yes to life, um, yeah. Yeah. And um, I will say now that I live in, in Los Angeles and I live in a, an area that's uh, definitely uh, the pro-choice community is definitely the one that's loudest here and the most accepted. Um, I know in America, in more rural, rural areas or uh, Republican areas, pro-life um, does still have a very strong platform. And in Sweden, um, I mean, I guess you can tell me a little bit about um, how the debate goes mm. there. Yeah, Sweden, we don't, we translate it now to yes to life, but that is mm -hmm. not actually a, a movement, but rather uh, a, an organization Mm, yeah. with the same name uh which is like the face for the for the pro-life uh in sweden but it's not really two parties against each other because uh -huh. pro-choice is just normalized everywhere yeah and it... individuals will have different opinions but um mm -hmm. the general public is for sure pro-choice yeah even amongst conservatives is still kind of it's just a kind of like a fact of life that we're, the countries will have. So it's like, it's rights. a right, it's a right we have by law. So why argue kind of, and we even have, I mean, Sweden is uh, famous in Europe for having abortion tourism where yeah. uh, people from other countries can come and have uh, safe abortions mm -hmm. in Sweden mm -hmm. if they, if their country doesn't allow it legally. Yeah. So it's a whole different thing from America. It is. And I think, I mean, it all comes down to how you view abortion here. Like, it's just, it's whether you're aborting a fetus or whether you're aborting, you know, a, a baby, I guess. Mm -hmm. And because I, it's, and for me, it's like, it hasn't always been like this, but it, it is so like easy for me to sympathize with both sides, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I'll be honest, at least here where I'm at, um, it doesn't feel like it's very accepted to even be able to utter some sort of understanding to the pro-life side. Yeah, I feel like this whole issue is so black and white uh, in its tone that anything that comes off as gray, the person you're talking to will interpret as the opposite of what they think already. Yeah. If you're talking to someone who is pro-life, uh, you appear to be gray in your reasoning, you will be labeled pro-choice. Yeah. And vice versa. And with that comes several other lab labels. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it doesn't stand on its own. Um, and that's kind of where I... I mean, who am I to say? But as a feminist, I guess... 
I do have a hard time with the fact that um, it doesn't feel like it's a very inviting environment to even have a debate. It feels more like if you are a feminist, then this is what you believe in this area. Mm. Yeah. Have you and also experienced that? Yeah, it can be very intimidating to uh, come into this topic with a different state of mind. Yeah. Um, but I really, I struggle with the fact that what the different sides are accusing each other of is so out of proportion mm-hmm. and there's a huge lack of empathy and yeah. understanding yeah because they are accusing each other of things that hmm, like pro-choice are accusing basically prospective <laughs> mothers slash uh, aborters mm. of being uh, child murderers right yeah it's kind of a heavy accusation yes, uh, yes. and by law they're not no. the definition mm-hmm. and pro um, pro choice are looking at pro life as wanting to um, have the female rights back in the 1800s basically yeah. removing rights from women yeah which is also a, like a really heavy accusation and not where they're coming from really Definitely, because there's just so much more that goes into it. And I think as feminists, like we kind of stumped ourselves there because or we stump, you know, it. we're limiting ourselves because we all know, for example, with abortion rights also comes more abortions of female fetuses, for example, mm-hmm. and um, women that, you know, may be forced to uh, perform abortions or whatever. As well, obviously, as rape victims, women that will suffer severe medical um, health issues if they continue with the pregnancy, um, etc. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I hear often like um, in the pro-life, mm-hmm. the, oh, every child has a right to be born, etc., etc., and then faced with like, oh, but this woman was raped and she will suffer all these consequences. And they can be like, oh, but that's okay. I can understand her if she was raped. Then the argument of, well, this is an actual child uh, who is a full-on human being with all its rights, that kind of doesn't last if there's exceptions, you know? Because mm-hmm. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't actually kill a child for the benefit of the mother. No. You know? Mm-hmm. You, if, if it wasn't like, a life or a life let's say yeah but even then a pro-life person can sort of twist their own arguments a bit because it feels too horrible to give birth to um something you conceived uh, through rape exactly yeah and this is where the debate gets so like it's so gray and it's so big and that's where I get a little turned off with the the very black and white, like you said, labeling mm. of like you're pro-life or you're pro-choice. And if you are, then I can't talk to you, you know? Right. Or I can't relate to you. I can't possibly understand why you would think this. Mm. And I think that also people that don't identify as feminists can look at, you know, the debates we're having around this and be, and be turned off. Yes, 
I think so too, actually. Like it's damaging it all the way around. It almost feels like we're creating our own backlash in that sense. Mm-hmm. Or, or we're inviting, I guess. We're inviting backlash. Um, one case that I wanted to bring up just because I don't think it's uh, well known here. And I also actually don't think it's a, an issue maybe here in, in the States. But I, I wanted to bring it up because it's interesting. I think it's worth thinking about. Is the mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you remember, but this was a case in Sweden a few years ago, and it was a midwife that um, she refused to perform abortions. Oh, I remember. Yeah, and she um, she got terminated from her position because of this, and she took this to court, and it went uh, all the way up to Swedish Supreme Court, and then they. Um, when they ruled the same way that uh, the termination was fair, she brought it to Europe Union Supreme Court, which is the high, highest court you can go in that part of the world. Um, that's interesting be- to me because in America, I do think that everyone has the ability to say like, no, I, I reserve the right to refuse this. Um, mm-hmm. And I understand you know, if you believe that you're performing an abortion and you're performing, you're essentially killing a child, like, of course, her conviction is going to be stronger than her wanting to keep her job. Um, Well, still, she knew that getting that job, that was part of the job description, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because that's the way, I feel like in America, there's... um, freedom is more on the mind and in sweden we more trust the system mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. um so disrupting the system as in refusing to perform a task at work uh is very frowned upon and if you don't have like a good reason for it um you won't get any support she did get a lot of support from the um, pro-lifers of course yeah of course and i think eventually that the the supreme court actually did did not rule in her favor was that really? no no she yeah um i guess i bring this up because i do there was this quote by roxanne gay that um our professor brought to our attention which was let's see if i actually have it up here it's um I believe feminism is grounded in supporting the choices of women, even if we wouldn't make certain choices for ourselves. And I would say, like, reading that, that sounds great. I believe in that, you know. Um, and, and this would kind of, in a way, set not settle, but it would be an input into the pro-choice versus pro-life discussion, being like saying that, mm-hmm. you, look, you have the right to do so, but it's not maybe what I would have done. However, right. when it when you come to the case of the midwife um this is a case where abortion i guess affects people that are not involved even though they are if that makes sense and so Mm. when a law like this is ruled or when when something like this is in place now it's affecting the midwife and she gets terminated because she refused to perform this abortion Mm. yeah and she is She's, she becomes a victim in this story because she loses her job uh, because she couldn't uh, deny her own morals and whatever. Uh, but if we take it to like, it's at our limit where what if all of health professionals start refusing certain tasks 
then yeah. they would sort of become a new law, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And we couldn't do anything about it. So it's a danger, mm-hmm. um, I would yeah. say. I will say... Not that I think that that would happen, yeah. but, you know. Well, it's kind of like you have to take everything to its peak, you know? <laughs> Unfortunately, because yeah. yeah. humans <laughs> are just... We're just going to have to do that. <laughs> um, I, I will say I do appreciate having this discussion with you. I don't feel like, uh, you know, whatever I say is going to be... <laughs> I don't feel like that tension that you usually <laughs> feel when talking about this. And I, yeah. I, I will say I'm like... The backlash won't come from me. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm honestly like a little nervous even talking about this and knowing that other people will listen because I don't. But I also feel like, you know, I no, but I understand that. Yeah. Um. I I personally I feel so confident now in my own values and I know where they're coming from mm. and I know that my values can sort of be applied to every subject mm. and sort of the recipe will be the same yeah you know do you so sorry no but that gives me confidence yeah um and I think that's huge because I think unfortunately sometimes the loudest people are not the most mature in their own beliefs if that makes sense like what you just said if a person uh recognized what you just said I think that they will be more prone to having discussions like this where they're open to seeing the opposite side and will not feel threatened by the opposite side's mm-hmm. debate. Um, right. I think this is a good place to kind of end this part of the, the series and um, go into our next topic for our next episode, which will be uh, body empowerment. And yeah, yeah, because it's kind of going to touch a little bit on what we just um, talked about here. Mm -hmm. Um, So I will catch you on the next one. I'll see you.